For Radio K-Man News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. Two women are stalked, one of them attacked, while walking in Georgetown Monday morning. Radio K-Man's Dion Anglin reports. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service says the first incident took place around 6 a.m. when a man on a bicycle approached a woman who was walking on Elgin Avenue and started saying inappropriate things to her. She then ran into him again on South Church Street, at which time she found a security officer at a nearby condo and made a police report. About 30 minutes later, police got another report. This time, a jogger spotted a similarly described man on a bike on South Church Street and then on South Sound Road, where he grabbed her and pulled her into nearby bushes. She fought him off, got away and called for help. She was injured in the attack. The RCIPS says both incidents are being treated as, quote, serious, unwarranted attacks and are being investigated with urgency. A 26-year-old man of Georgetown has been arrested and is currently in custody pending further investigations. The public, especially women, are being advised to be alert and ready to dial 911 at the first sign of suspicious behavior that may prove to be dangerous while they are out walking or jogging. If anyone has had similar experiences recently but have not yet made a report, they are being encouraged to do so by calling 949-4222. Anonymous tips can be provided directly to the RCIPS via their confidential tip line at 949-7777. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Several local nonprofit organizations get an extra holiday gift from government to help them continue to serve the community in 2022. More from Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller. Just before Christmas, the Ministry of Investment, Innovation and Social Development distributed extraordinary grants to nonprofit organizations that serve the community in the social development space. Minister responsible the Honorable Andre Ebanks told CIGTV these NPOs provide valuable services that if they weren't there would fall back on government. And now with COVID, those organizations have even more expenses. We were able to identify savings in the ministry and we looked at those charitable organizations as they were projecting what their expenses would be next year and thought, wait a minute, we might be able to help you now. Meals on Wheels provides hot, nutritious meals to older persons and others who are homebound in the community from Monday to Friday throughout 52 weeks of the year. Their grant was for $50,000. Jennifer West heads that organization. Every day we deliver a hot meal, and the work that our volunteers do and checking in and doing wellness checks is a huge part of what we do as well. And these funds that we are receiving from the government will assist us in our handover of kitchens. So we are we have increased our services and we need a, a location that is able to cater to this increase in demand that we have. The Cayman Islands Crisis Center received $325,000. And Don McLean Brady says that will help fund the construction of an enhanced emergency shelter. We were able to secure a lot of land a few months back. And now these funds will be used to build a new shelter. Currently, we have a four-bedroom, one bath, and it's, we're bursting at the seams. Now, our objective is to eradicate domestic violence in the islands completely. But until then, we're elated and humbled to be able to receive these funds to build a new shelter for women and children. Government also awarded the Hope for Today Foundation, a sober living facility in West Bay, $90,000. HDF's Christopher Burke tells CIGTV the funds are, quote, a massive blessing. We run a house with eight to ten men in it, and so you can imagine from rent to electricity and water and trying to put in some life skills programs and help with some education programs, getting people driver's license and passports and and reintroducing them to the community. It's an expensive undertaking, and this is going to make all the difference 
for the for the volunteers to, to be able to start seeing some of the fruits of their labor. National Council of Voluntary Organizations got $177,000. Chairman of the NCBO board, Lauren Nelson. It's going to be used for the foster home, but also for the preschool, primarily to provide security. So we'll have an on-campus uh, security guard 24-7. Uh, that's really key because we have these young boys in the foster home and all the children and we have a bargain shop as well so a lot of different elements there. Uh, also some very needed renovations for the foster home and some hurricane supplies. The extraordinary grants were a one-off. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Only five appearances are on the agenda for tomorrow's Central Planning Authority Board meeting. Up first is an application for duplexes in Bodden Town, followed by an application for a wall extension to increase its height at a property on Uncle Bob Road in West Bay. Neither are facing objections. These will be followed by applications to create a duplex and get approval for an after-the-fact storage shed and a change-of-use application from house to duplex for a home in Poplar Street. Finally, at 1 p.m., the CPA will hear from Elm Apartments on their application for seven apartments, one house, a pool, and a pump room for a site on Country Road in Bodden Town. There are multiple objectors to this development, claiming the complex will bring the, quote, total destruction of our peaceful country neighborhood. There are additional concerns relating to traffic and storm water management. It's a new year and with it, the arrival of the flu season, which peaks from December through to February. Dr. Erica Simmons, Acting Director of Primary Health Care and Acting Medical Officer of Health, says while we take precautions against the coronavirus, it's equally important to be protected from getting the flu. The annual flu vaccine is still available and can be had through visiting any of the district health centers and by special requests via employers or at participating supermarkets island-wide. The flu vaccine is free to all residents. No appointments are necessary. However, persons should indicate at the clinic that they need to have the flu shot. Check out hsa.ky for locations and times. Inclusion K-Man will be hosting an employment workshop. Those who attend the session can expect it to cover topics such as creating employment possibilities based on interests, following the career development model, and ways to approach employers about inclusive employment. Employment has a central role in most people's lives, and according to Inclusion Cayman, a vast majority of individuals with developmental disabilities can be successfully employed at least part-time, with many full-time. The workshop will be held next week Thursday, January 13th at 5.30 p.m. with Wendy McDonald. Donald of Inclusion Alberta. Inclusion Cayman is located on Godfrey Nixon Way in Georgetown. Send your RSVP to info at inclusioncayman.ky. The Department of Environmental Health resumes intake of scrap metals and derelict vehicles at the Georgetown landfill. DEH temporarily suspended the reception of these items into the landfill. The contractor who safely manages the depollution processing and removal of these items stood down over the Christmas and New Year holiday period. Though as of today, January 4th, 2022, it's business as usual. And that was your evening news. For Radio K-Man, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins.